When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Spirit and Steinberg Podcast. Right here with Bartholomew Carrington the third. Ten dollars, a lot of money. Yeah. What time is it? Game time. Bug space. Can't get Red foot liquid slave. Say it again. Give me that demon dick. Uh, Your husband, he's not coming home, is he? No. You sure? Yes. Okay. What the fuck? Oh, Steve. having Kyla, man. It was nice having her drop by. Dude, I always look forward to Kyla coming in and uh, adding her her part because she, you know, what, what's cool too, she disagrees with me a lot and disagrees with you a lot and agrees with you a lot and agrees with me a lot. I mean, she, she Well, does. she definitely disagreed with you yesterday. <laughs> yeah, but they know, but then there was things that we did agree on. Yes. The, and, and it's nice to have someone that isn't like one-sided. Like she, right. it, Kyla is Kyla. She's going to yes. give her opinion no matter how she mm-hmm. feels about it. Yeah, I mean, my headphones, please. Yeah. Um, plus, like I said, you know, it would have been crazy to be talking about what we were talking about and not have a female's point of view. You got to have representation uh, from that side when you talk about certain issues. So, you know, and, and again, what I also liked was to all our female listeners, uh, it was for them because uh, I know we so heavy on action and sports and Race, even though race can be for everybody too, but it's just something specifically for them. So that was nice. There you go. Oh, it's my water. <sighs> All right. Uh, first email. I, I had a kick uh, reading this one. William Farmer, Boston accent, Mark Wahlberg. Hey, Aries. Hey, Andy. I'm listening to the episode where you and Andy are talking about Tom Brady coming out of retirement. And Aries, you have me and my wife dying of laughter. It's funny to me because as you're doing the Boston accent, I'm picturing Mark Wahlberg as the character. Just imagine his in all his uh, Wahlberg is ten dollar lot of money there, pal. <laughs> um, talking about how much he loves Brady, and he's the last real white man left. I almost crashed the car when you said if he had the chance to have sex with Brady's wife or Brady, you'd choose Brady and twice on Sundays because it's football day. Also, Andy got uh, on my head about reaching out to you through his Instagram, LOL. Andy might not say the word nigga, but hanging around you, Aries, he's slowly becoming one. 
because he definitely hit me with the, do you listen to the podcast? He writes in caps. He was referring to the pod where he said he was sick of people hitting his IG to reach you. And he was about to curse me out in Jew talk. All love though, Andy, all love. Lastly, since we are talking about Mark Wahlberg, where do you guys place him in terms of actor or movie star? I'd say he's a movie star. Uh, has ha, uh, has some good movies, but he also has some head scratchers, a.k.a. The Happening. What movies of his do you guys like and what movies of his don't you guys like? Oh, yeah, please let me know when you guys are back in Los Angeles or the Burbank area doing comedy. Me and my wife should look to your show. We would love to, me and my wife would love to show y'all some love and support. Love the pod, keep up. Uh, love the pod, guys, and keep up the great work. You know, it's funny when you talk about Tom Brady, kid. He's the fucking greatest thing to ever happen to this fucking planet. The guy's all fucking wicked. Speaking of the most powerful entities and the planet in the universe, a lot of people don't know this. There's Tom Brady, and then there's God. Tom Brady gave birth to God. Tom Brady is God's father, kid. And I'm going to tell you something else. The guy could fucking do... Oh, Bobby Patterson, anyway. The guy could do fucking anything. They could make a major Hollywood motion picture about Dr. Martin Luther King and Tom fucking Brady would play Dr. King. He would fucking slay it, kid. He's on the Washington Monument and he's giving that speech and he ends it the famous way he ends it. Free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, I am finally free at last in that situation with the New England Patriots and Bill fucking Belichick. (laughs) 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 Then he would grab a football from underneath the fucking post and throw it so far and so long and so strong, it would go over the pond and pass the waters. It would be fucking great, kid. And they wouldn't even put in a scene where he gets assassinated because he'd be standing on that fucking motel balcony. Bam, he hears the shot. He catches the fucking bullet with his teeth. What's better than that? Everybody, they should mandate it like a fucking law. On Sundays, everybody's got to wear a Tom Brady fucking T-shirt. They got to wear the T-shirt. His face, it's a fucking law. It's a mandate. And he's on the fucking face, he's on the T-shirt. And underneath the head, it says, Tom Brady, to fucking diaper. If they would have put that on those COVID masks, probably more people would have been willing to wear them. Are you fucking kidding, kid? <laughs> but they would have worn them inside out so their lips were kissing Brady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah and do by the way uh i did uh i did hit him with that uh, do you listen to the podcast but i think i threw an lol on there because you did, oh, you I, said you did. yeah because i typed it out and then i was like nah uh yeah that that shows really how i feel so then I put the LOL on and he called me out but he picked it up yeah uh yeah it was just frustrating man there was a lot you weren't the only one man um you know Mark Wahlberg, actor, or movie star, movie star, movie star, but, movie star, but, but he can act. But he has he he has learned right to act. He's he's be. I, I'm not saying he uh, he's gotten to be a better actor, but you know I think the reason I say movie star is he a better actor or is he better looking? And what I mean by that is he didn't have to get better. He could have just been a good looking dude, and people would have gone to his movies. He has that personality, that vibrance. He would have been fine. He didn't. He didn't have to be that. It's tricky with me with him because he makes a lot of movies that do well, great movies that are designed to do well. Now, when you talk about great acting, to this day, his greatest performance ever is Boogie Nights. I think that's a that, lot of actors' greatest performances. That fucking cast, fucking Burt Reynolds, fucking Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, William H Macy. 
fucking Don Cheadle, John C. Riley, Louis Guzman, Julianne Moore. That cast is fucking stellar. And it's just, it, that's like watching an all-star game on All-Star Weekend, and it's just a team full of fucking all-stars. That it, it, shit was great, but he was great in that. He was great in it. He was playing a young kid. Uh, it, it, it played to his strengths, though. It played to who he was even at that time. He was already a little, he was older than that, but right. I mean, it was playing to who he was. But he's, you know, when you say movie star or actor, but he's also more than that because he's a producer. He, he has, I mean, he's deep in this business. Yeah, I mean, but I'm I'm just talking about strictly his in front of the camera shit. I I think I still say he's, I still say he's a, a, a movie star because he could make he could get a bad movie done because he wanted to do it just to do it. That other movie where he played the uh, guy trying out for the Jets, the that New was, York that Jets, was good. That's another one. But but he's not. He's it's still playing to that, who that, he is. Who he is. He's got that quiet thing. Yeah, I know you go. Where you going? What do you mean? Where you going? So he's got that. That's kind of his, yeah. comes like his thing. But, you know. In like those, his acting for him is about being quiet, about being intense, but being quiet. I I don't like those comedies, though, he does with Will Ferrell. The, oh, I never liked any of those. Again, I'm not a Will Ferrell guy. Here's, here's another one. Sam Jackson, actor or movie star? He's a character. I think he's a movie star. I think he's a star that's in a lot of movies. I think that he is. I think that he has some, he has act, definitely acting ability. But the thing with him is he became a character of himself almost too soon. Like I, when I say that, I mean like uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone's a right. character of himself. Uh, who else do we say is a character? Oh, uh, just Nicholson. Yeah. And Pacino. Uh, Pacino. Yeah. Where, yeah. you know, he is, he's the motherfucker guy, you know, right. he's, that's, that's, you know, sometimes that makes you more of a movie star because you've gone past, uh, th- when you become a character that I don't know how yeah. you, he, yeah, you know, De Niro is much, even though he is, uh, he still has some of those, like the faces that he makes and that no, 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 no. Yeah. he goes past that sometimes still. I, yeah. I, I think De Niro is like one, De Niro is one of those exceptions to right. long career and never getting that pin down piece and can do comedy. And, and, you know, they didn't, that's just, you know, one of the things that was talked about during the Chris Rock, Will Smith debacle was the fact that Sam Jackson won an Oscar presented by Denzel and we never even saw it. Right. I wonder what he won an Oscar for. No, no. Best use of motherfucker. <laughs> and, the, and, and the nominees are Sam Jackson, Sam Jackson, Sam Jackson, <laughs> and Sam Jackson. And the winner is Sam Jackson. No, but best use of, of the word, of one of one curse word, motherfucker. Right. He, he should get an award for that. Yeah. I mean, he, 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 he almost... Copyrighted motherfucker. Yeah, seriously. Right. Get these motherfucking snakes, snakes off this motherfucking plane. plane. I mean, how do you beat that? Yeah. Right, but when, when it when it becomes a joke in and of itself, remember in in um, Avengers: Infinity War, just before he dissolves, he goes motherfucker. So yeah, he's in, he's even in on the joke. Yeah. All right. Um, Andrew Green, Ozark, and Bel Air. Uh, what's good, ANA? This is your boy Drew from Pittsburgh, longtime weekly weekly listener. Man, I'm so excited! Ozark is coming back with season four, part two, on the 29th this month of, of uh, April. Oh yeah, that's gonna be a sad and excited for me because this is the end. But whew. uh, the way part one ended was super dope, and I know the Bateman is cl- is closing this show off with some fire. I guess y'all are going to put your take on it after part two. 
Looking forward to it. Also, I'm surprised y'all haven't talked about Bel Air. I guess Will Smith knocked more than emails out of episode 349. This little nigga playing Will is doing his thing, and there are some good storylines to match the original. Y'all should check it out on Peacock, but anyway, y'all keep it up. P.S. I have bought tickets for the Pittsburgh show and will be sitting in the second row to avoid being a part of your crowd work. Best. I have no interest in Bel Air. None! I I don't have the Peacock. I don't think I even have that. Or I haven't ever even attempted. But even if I had it, I have no interest in that. I, I mean, I would like to check out an episode to see what it is, but I, I it, it didn't grab me like I wanted to run over. Yeah. The and just because you're in the second row, by the way, doesn't mean Aries ain't going to fuck with you because uh, yeah, he goes past the first row. Yeah, I'm I'm the comedian. I'm the Will Smith of comedians. I go into the crowd and smack the shit out you. Dude, I, I swear to God, and I say this, and I mean this to anybody who's coming to a show, your show live is one of the best experiences you could have in comedy. Thank you, sir. But you know your room, man. When, I, when I'm on stage, I can't see past that second, third row. And listen, when people, I, I've been on stage and I can hear it and I'll call it out or I might point it out. Right. You know who it is. You'll say what they're wearing. You've seen them. You know... But Dude, you know, I do that before the show. That's why I don't stay in the green room. You're strategic. I, 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 yeah, I, I, I scope the crowd. I'm in the prison yard going, who's the loudest nigga in here? I got the shank to get an extra cookie. <laughs> but it makes a difference. And right. it really brings something to your show because you, like, you're not only, you just know where everybody's at. And I and I don't know many comics that can do that. Most comics don't know, can't see past the third row and they won't know who's in the room. You do. They don't give a fuck either. They just take it as it comes sometimes, yeah. which you, is okay, you know. Yeah, well, it, it can be spontaneous. If you're, I, I, but it doesn't. I don't feel like you use it. You lose any spontaneity because of it. So, yeah, you're not safe in the second row. Just to let you know, but you're not safe <laughs> at the back of the room either. So just sit down and have a good time. Uh, and shut the fuck up, <laughs> um, Emmanuel Gomez. Quarantine time. Hey guys, been a while. Still listening as always, man. First and foremost, Andy, you are letting it all hang out like the dream you had. You weren't holding back anymore. I love it. The way you went in on the asshole about D.C. being in the South, but the North was classic. Keep it coming, baby. Aries, you asked how deep my objectification of women goes. The answer is I have a huge ego like most men. And every woman I encountered in the past, I saw a notch on my belt. If I could complete the mission, I've learned women hate that my eye contact was always on their lips, hips, or tits. Well, don't feel bad about that. You're just looking to see where the pill is going to go. Are you going to put it on the lips? Are you going to take it off the hips? Are you going to put it in the tits? Um, Now, I'm learning to see people for who they are before whatever physical attraction comes through. But on another note, man, I'm sending y'all a list of the baddest I found in Instagram, LOL. Uh, The listeners seem to like them as much as we do. I try to collect perfect babes. Let me know if you guys have the same view. LOL, my list is long, LOL. What can I say? I live a life vicariously, LOL. Lastly, Will Smith looked so soft putting that move, pulling that move. That's why he cried when he won. Deep down, he knew he was being a bitch. Uh, It's just he had the opportunity and chance to prove he wasn't a bitch, but his actions proved him to be softer than baby shit. On live TV, of course, any professional wouldn't retaliate. The Rock, John Cena, no one would have, uh, The Rock, John Cena, no one would have retaliated because of the stage you were on. Chris Rock is more successful than Will Smith if we are counting appearances. Chris has filmed more movies, was an SNL legend, and has more TV series. You're wrong about that, brother. 
Uh, so I'm suggesting. So I'm so I'm guesstimating. It might I might be wrong. Oh, okay, yeah. Chris Rock just catapulted his career further because of his reaction on live TV. While Will proved he can't hold his cool. Snowfall is amazing. You're missing out, Aries, but you'll catch up. Uh, Batman was dark. Loved it. As an actor, I'm taught to bring the positive in everything. But damn, they nailed it on the writing. So that's it, fellas. Keep crushing it. And my list of baddies all at Instagram is below. Welcome back to Instagram, Aries. Yeah, we're going to have to check these out in our spare and get back because you got a plethora of uh, JJ on this list. One of the things that you did say that I don't think that we gave enough credit to was, uh, was Chris Rock. Because he stayed in the moment. And you know what? Not only did he stay in the moment, not only did he retaliate, but as a, and you heard that, like I said, you heard that part where he goes, oh, I could, like you knew, right. Chris knew what to say. It wasn't, right. it wasn't a stretch to know right. what to say, but he didn't. And what's amazing about it, he still st- stayed in comic character. He made a joke and he moved the show on. Man, if you can't, if you can't give Chris praise for that, I mean, that's why I, I wanted to take that moment and say, because we, we, we talked about the effect, what it was, you know, the female factor that was in it. But I, I, I mean, really big. I mean, how can you not say great things about Chris, man? Because that, that I, I don't, even, even if you recoiled, you didn't uh, lash out, you didn't attack him. You didn't hit him back. You didn't say anything to him, but to stay in a comedic mode, to try to make a joke right. and try to get through that at that moment and right. stay on stage, right. and keep your presence. Yeah. Listen, like I said, man, when I got hit with the ketchup bottle, when you get hit, you take a second. You, you, your equilibrium is off. And to be able to, to that quickly not let it shake you so much so that the audience sees it and to, to, to snap back that quickly into, okay, and, and stay, that's commendable. Because I know from experience, it's tough. Um, you got to quickly wrestle your natural emotions to want to retaliate, your embarrassment for, for what just happened, what you, your paranoia of what is everybody thinking? What is everybody feeling? You got to push all that aside and, and keep going. Uh, so, yeah, if I had to put it in boxing terms, you know, he, he got a chin. Uh, he got a chin. Some dudes would have took it and got knocked out and had it fuck their whole shit up. But Chris got a chin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I just I don't feel like I, we said that. So I just want to make sure we got that. in. And for the record, no, uh, Will is a juggernaut. Chris has never been a movie star. Will is a bona fide movie star for at least, you know, two decades. The ninety, all of the nineties and two thousands. He was, and he's. It's not like he's putting out garbage. He just got the Oscar, so he's huge. Chris doesn't have a rap album either. That too. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I didn't say it was a great rap album, <laughs> right, right. but I'm saying he did. He, Chris doesn't have right. one. Yeah. So yeah, it's not about comparing uh, star power. It's it's comparing what you're great at. And Chris showed that he at that moment, at that moment in time, he was the greatest up on that stage. Yeah, I'm still looking forward to when he actually addresses it and makes jokes. I mean, I don't know if it's true, but the last meme I, meme I read was he's hired a big, powerful New York law firm. Did you see that one? Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, so why would you do that unless you fit the cha-ching a nigga? So we'll see. You think if he does that, you think if he sues Will in the academy, uh, niggas is gonna hit you, hit him with the yo, you snitching? No, and lose points. You no, because so? because this wasn't an attack. This was on. It, there's no snitch. We watched it happen, right? And this, and he attacked his career. He he put uh, he put him and 
he put him in a bad situation. I mean, obviously, some people are going to say, I mean, I, I read where people were saying, man, this was all set up because they didn't want the black man getting the the Oscar anyway. And, <laughs> and I was like, man, you don't understand who the, 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 this Oscars was produced. They said they didn't want him at the table. I was like, they gave the table. They gave you the table. They gave black folks the table. The table was. And we black flipped folks. the motherfucker over. So. They did want that. They wanted uh, Will Smith to get that Oscar. They wanted it to be a great moment. Right. It just didn't work out that way. But right. I, I still don't take away anything for the Oscars or the people who put it together. That was strictly on Will Smith. So if Chris wants, if Chris thinks that his, and the way that, um, who said it? Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey said it. That's going to live forever. Chris will never be able to live. That That's going to be on Chris forever, right. too. He's right. going to be sewn up in that moment. So, yeah, if he deserves to get paid for it, if that's if if he feels that, if he feels that it's it's damaged him slightly in his career or just in how he feels about life. So, no, I, w- I, I wouldn't hold that against him. But, you know, th- I would rather him do it. Make I'd rather him make money out of it in his comedy if I had right. if I could choose which way. But it's not mine to choose. Comedian Lonnie Love, you know her? Yeah. Uh, I saw a clip of her on The Talk, which is the show she's on. Or maybe I'm getting that mixed up. The Talk is the one with Cheryl Underwood. Yeah. But one of them... Uh, is it, yes, yeah. One of them female... Uh, What's the one with Whippy? That's The View. Okay, yeah, so it is The Talk. <coughs> um, I don't know which one the one is that Lonnie Love is on. But she made a great point when she said, you know, a lot of people, white, white people, were saying, this is the most outrageous bombastic, horrible thing for the Oscars. It's horrible. There's no event that's this bad. And she was like, well, I don't want to let white people off the hook just yet because what about when y'all wouldn't let Hattie McDaniel, who won the award for uh, Best Supporting Actress for Gone with the Wind, sit with her own castmates uh, because she was black. You put her in her own section. And then whoever wrote her speech ended it with, and I'm a credit to my race. So let's not act like this is the first atrocious thing that has happened at the Oscars. I was like, oh shit, okay. Yeah, I I don't think there's any way that you can make this the most atrocious thing that's I mean, it was the most atrocious thing that was publicly known that happened at that that just went out live like that. Right. That we knew about. Right. Uh but let, let's be honest, man. This is a bunch of I, I mean it's a room full of rich people doing rich people shit, and someone got slapped and it's out of character for someone to get slapped in a rich people room doing rich people shit. That's, okay. that, 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 that's it. I mean, I'm not, right. and and it, it that's it. It was just out of character because of the the moment, and it, you know, and it took away from other people that were getting awards. That's it. And if you try to make this any more than that, it, it's it's well, you could make it all about Will and his other issues that he has that made that. But it, as far as the Oscars going, that's it. And if you if you try to take it past that, that that's your own problem. Um, from LB Cool. Uh, what's up, podcast? Let me say y'all fucking hilarious. Hey, Aries, you know the funniest shit that made me start calling you the goat in my top five is when you made a song called Fuck a Book, Nigga, Look at My Dance. Venta Ala Milda. Oh, oh, right. Uh, that's from, uh, I'm reading it, but that's actually from what the character said. Venta Ala Milda. Uh, this podcast has been a uh, main source of my weeks every day to watch new episodes. I started from 201. So don't judge me for not starting from the first episode. But this is my first time writing as a fan of the podcast. Funniest episodes is the one you're reading letters and they misspell or write some words twice. Keep up the great work. LB Cool Music Peas. I knew you were like Batman. And what y'all think about more think about Morbius? Uh, you know, it's funny. They always do this. 
when they're almost about to get home plate, they get out. He almost got home plate. Because in the sentence before, he says, the funniest episodes is the ones you read in letters and they misspell or write same words twice. Cut to, I knew you were like, I knew we're like Batman. <laughs> Damn, son. You're out. <laughs> oh, man. You almost made it, nigga. Uh, yeah, well, I'm glad you liked that part because you just became it. <laughs> See, I it I, it doesn't bother me that someone... You know what would bother me? Because you do read the emails. They send them... Yes. The, the punctuation, I understand, because you're trying to read it in the way that they presented it to you. Yeah. But I can fix the words. Right. But the punctuation. Yeah, because that's... Again, that's no that's lights. No, yeah, that's a car accident. Um... <laughs> Oh, I got to thank my man, Brian Dixon. Baltimore restaurant recommendation. Oh, yeah. What's up, Aries? Since you're here in Baltimore, I have a recommendation of a place to eat that is very good. I guarantee it. It's called Poppy's Cuisine. I know you love seafood, and this place is one of the best, not to mention they have great drinks, signature drinks, and other types of food. I love their crab cake egg rolls. Oh, boy. Was that delicious. Um, and it's not far from your... It's not far from your from wherever you are staying while you are there. Uh, I wish it was a little bit closer uh, than the words that you had stretched out. <laughs> um, <laughs> and if you decide or have a chance to visit that restaurant, please tell me how you like it via email or the podcast. I know you love uh, the city and we love having you here. This isn't my restaurant. It's not a plug. LOL. It was fuck. Thank you, man. It was fucking excellent. I had the seafood Alfredo, which the two lobster tails and the shrimp that was on it. Oh my god, child, mote bella. And um, I had I had to get it because I was like, yo, I really wanted, I wanted that, but I also was like, yo, these honey jerk lamb chops. So I I, I, I went ham, yo. I, I got I got the honey jerk lamb chops and the seafood Alfredo. And it was me, Andy, and my driver, uh, Wendell. And uh, we, uh, so I, I, I treated, and um, we had the crab cake, egg rolls, and a shrimp, shrimp, yeah. shrimp appetizer. Dude, what I did see, though, the table next to us, they had this appetizer where it's these fr- fries. It just looks right. like fries with sauce and those same uh, lamb, lamb chops. chops. Yeah. yeah. Everything was oh. delicious. I had, I had the crab cake, and, and the sides are all amazing. Yes. Andy got mac and cheese. All oh, that shit was rich. Oh. And then they have their play on uh, collard greens. They have a, a kale that's done. Yeah, and, and and Andy had asked me if I wanted to try that. And I was like, nah, because I don't, you know, I've never had kale. But I heard that, you know, I don't know. I know that's the super duper, I, you know, I'm eating healthy, get in shape food. But it, to me, kale and collard greens. That's their play on it. But it it was good. It had that same, it had that flavor, but. It was good. I, I liked everything there. I wanted to get the uh, uh, the lobster tail that they have stuffed with crab, but I thought that would be too much, and I'm glad I didn't because I'm telling you, I went to sleep. I got back to the room. Oh, listen, <clears throat> the moment we left, what time is it? Butt naked time. Oh, yeah. 
That was that, that. That's a meal. That was our dinner, though. That yeah. was our dinner for the night. So it was great. Thank you for that, brother. Yeah, definitely. Um, so check it out. I wish we had the address, but uh, check it seriously. Go and you got to go there. Early. It's go. the right downtown Baltimore, and get there early because if they start filling up quick. Yeah, no, it's a nice fucking place. It really is. Um, Abel Asmarome, Asmarome. Well, I always have a tough time with this dude. Um, yo, A&A, what's up, my guys? I haven't emailed in a minute because a- Andy has been explaining whiteness a lot better. You my guy, though, Andy. But I've been wondering if you guys was going to break down the mayor of Kingstown starring the, uh, that Hawkeye nigga from the Avengers. It's about a prison town, and he's the buffer between the cops and all the gangsters. Y'all should check it out. I've been meaning to check that out. I just haven't downloaded. I think it comes on Paramount or something. I haven't downloaded the app. Um, And how do you feel about Magic Johnson saying the winning time Lakers show is not true and some bullshit, but HBO is still able to use his name and likeness? By the way, I didn't know that. By the way, the show is fire, but it's fucked up how networks can just rob your story like they did Rick Ross with Snowfall and proceed to make millions. But anyway, peace, A&A. Did you know that? Which the Magic Johnson thing that he said that yeah that, I mean they don't say that it's a documentary it's based on the, the happenings and if you go back there's a lot of shit that when you find out when you see it in there I go in and right. look it up and everybody's looking all these things up and but you find out there's things that I didn't know that they show in it so I I think it's worthwhile it it doesn't say the Magic Johnson doc it's right. he's a primary character in it because that's the, the the birth of what is the Lakers showtime. So, uh, uh, but damn to not get magic's endorsement. That's got to suck. That does have to suck. I mean, I don't know. I, he hasn't been, maybe he doesn't like how he's being portrayed in it though. As right. well. I, I don't know. I thought, I think it's good. I love, I mean, he said it was great. I think it's great. I, I get excited every week that it comes on. I'm not saving this at all. I'm watching. <clears throat> I'm there. Try to watch it every Sunday at nine really? o'clock. But obviously, I'm not going to this week, but I'm going, I, I, as soon as I get back home, I'll put it on HBO Max and I'll watch it. I, I really like it. I, yeah. I, I learned a lot about the Lakers. And I again, you know, when you see good acting and it mm-hmm. comes together, yeah. Right. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it. I'm just waiting until it's over, though. Um, it's back, yo. I saw the ad. City on a Hill, season oh, three. Yeah. It's back. I think this is the final season, too. Uh, so it must not be doing too great, but um, I dig it. So I can't wait. I got, I got, I'm gonna have a lot of chips to eat. I, I have to watch all last seasons over again. Really? Because I watched it, but you know how I didn't, I wasn't into it the same way that I right. was. So I got to go back because I know I'm miss. I'm, I'm not right. gonna put it together if I don't. Um, Deidre and Johnson, Ep three forty nine and three fifty one. Uh, I'm telling you, your chemistry is getting better and better. Andy, you are hilarious. Regarding episode 349, a.k.a. the pimp slap heard around the world, uh, and you wanted your female fans to write in with opinions, and here's mine. There is no way in hell I would have allowed my man to go up there at all. Not if I loved him and cared about his career and his image. Uh, If some jack-off said something about me in the street loud enough to be heard, I would just say, let's keep it moving, folks out here uh let's keep it moving folks out here are nuts and we will never see that jerk again jada has been embarrassing will for years with the red table entanglement bullshit and before that the tupac bullshit the open marriage crap 
I'm sure he doesn't want an open marriage. The entire fa- I wonder whose decision that was. The entire family is dysfunctional. It's crazy. Why he stays with her is a big question for me. Would she be sitting at the Oscars were it not for him? They are lucky Ricky Gervais wasn't hosting. Going, uh, going forward, I think all comedians should boycott the Oscars except for Ricky Gervais. Uh, let them ask him. Oh, and Andy, um, oh, and Andy, your rant towards the end of 349 regarding the censorship of comedians was golden. Episode 351, from start to finish of this episode, I was laughing out loud in the street, on the bus, in elevators. Oh, my God, the Louis Anderson pizza bed bit. People were looking at me laughing like, what the hell is wrong with her? I'm going to listen to, ep- to the at episode again. One of my best. One of the best. And a movie with an all-star cast has been done. Ocean's 11, 12, 13, and 8. <clears throat> Don't say 8. That's a doo-doo nugget. Uh, please get to New York City. Gotham is open. Deidre and Johnson. Oh, boy. Thank you, Deidre. Oh, boy. Oh. Sometimes when I go to the crapper and I take a dump, I don't feel so full anymore. But then I remember what I ate and then I swim through the crap and re-put back in my body what I just shit out. <laughs> I don't even know that made any sense, but it's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, uh, <clears throat> Gotham's open, but they're doing, uh, they're not doing. Big names. Yeah, they're not bringing well, people they, out. They, they, well, I'm not going to say his name, but they brought one big guy name out and they said the results were terrible because I actually spoke to the, one of the Mazzellis, Chris, and he said he'd love to have us back. He's going to have us back, uh, but they're still kind of testing the waters. But we're going to be in New Jersey at the Stress Factory. Yes. Uh, which is as close as we're getting to New York for a little bit, but that's going to be May 19th to the 21st. And the reason I'm saying it on here is because I do know we have a lot of people who listen and have been telling us to, when we're going to be back in the city. It's as close as we're going to get for a little while. So if you want to come out there, it's not a bad... Uh, it, 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 I, actually, that's one of my favorite. I love the room. I love the room inside. inside. I don't like the tent, but we're not in COVID. We're not in those COVID protocols. So we'll be inside in that room. Inside. God, that was such a different feel. That, yeah, it doesn't have that same energy, man. That in yeah. that room, those low ceilings. It's the way one of my favorite. You, the way everybody's packed in, it is fucking. A, that's that room is that's, <clears throat> that's nice. So if you can get out there to the stress factory, out there in uh, where where is it? No brother, brother, New Jersey, near Rutgers. Hey, come to the fucking show. Everybody's gonna be there. Meadow and AJ, Chris, Sil, Pussy, Bobby, even Uncle Dude and Johnny Shack. Let's just the Danish might show up. It's a great fucking show. And if you don't laugh. Well, you don't have to, but you're going to wake up somewhere different. We're going to go, when you come in town, we're going to go to Pizza Land. Pizza we're, Land. We're going to go over to, uh, I forgot the name of the ice cream place, uh, Holstein's. We're going to go to Holstein's. Don't stop believing. Yeah. So we're going to have a good time. Yeah. Do we, we never, I never took you by the Soprano, the Soprano house. No, you've seen it? Yeah, I told you. I have pictures of it. Over, over. You've never shown me. Yeah. Where is it? What part of Jersey? Uh, I think it's like... Living, it's in that Livingston area. I think it's a uh, Ro- Roseland area. Oh, really? But I'll, I'll, Tara took me, so she'll she'll take us. It was where she grew. Up. It's in the area where she grew up at, so she knew the house. So she took me over there. But yeah, we'll we'll just, go. Just there. so you know, folks, because uh, I'm, I'm sure you probably hear it between last yesterday's episode and today. A lot of sirens here in Baltimore. Niggas is getting. Got out here, nigga. <laughs> there's a lot of fucking sirens. Well, we're in right by the inner harbor, so there's a lot of 
Yeah, but that's boats. What yeah. that got to do with sirens? Just the area. Oh. Uh, yeah, I can't wait till we we're, we're back out there though, together out there. Yeah, because I, I got I got some I got some food places. I've, I've been experimenting out there with some food, and now I have some new places to go. Robert Parker, finally good music featured. Morning boys, I just finished up F three three one, and you guys introduced all of us to that nigga Dane fourteen hundred. First time I ever took the time to look up a music feature from the pod, and man, he did not disappoint. I'm a long time listener, first time emailer. Love what you guys do. The convo was real and uncut. That's hard to find these days. I discovered the pod back in September of 2021, and I decided that I would start at Ep 1, and I'm glad I did. Atta boy. Keep doing what you do. Loving every minute. For me, uh, for me now, it's on to Ep 332. And I look forward to hearing you guys read my email in the future. $10 Rob. And you didn't get no $10 Rob. That's good. It's always the dudes who don't mention the fact, the that, fact that yeah. you know uh, they they fucking up or whatever. They're the, they're the ones that don't get it. And I mean, all you motherfuckers that go, man, and I hope I did well. You failed. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I uh, what was that? now? I can't even remember what I was going to say. I lost it that fast. Really? Yeah. What was he saying? What are you saying there? Uh, About the episodes. Oh, we started the pod early. Yeah. Fuck it. It, 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 the bus left. The bus left. I, I don't even know that the bus came. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Michael Schultz, third time emailer. Uh, what's good, brother? Seeing that you read both my emails, my nickname is Goon, but people greet me by Goonie Hench, a.k.a. Goonie. This is the thing I couldn't figure out with the Goonie shit. My first two emails were about a race situation at my son's basketball game. I want to change it up. This email... Cherokee Diaz or Capri Styles, what would be your top five? And Andy, I need your top five too. Hey, you guys. Sorry. I just <laughs> right. <laughs> trying to go for third week in a row with getting an email read. Definitely trying to be a regular. Much love, brothers. Uh, I don't know who Capri Styles is, but I know who Cherokee Diaz is. God, if she wasn't married now. Mm-mm-mm. She went and got hitched. Dude, I don't know how a dude marries a porn star. Like, it becomes a, like one becomes your girlfriend. Like, you, you either got to be in the industry yourself as a porn guy, so y'all know that world, so y'all comfortable in that shit, or you got to be a strong motherfucker to be able to know that dudes could just, like, Google your bitch and see her surrounded with 10 dicks in her face all with cream shots. That you got to be a strong motherfucker to be able to handle that shit. I knew this one porn star named Kiara Mia. Badass Mexican bitch. Bitch is bad. She was fucking with, uh, I think his name was Jimmy Garoppolos, the, the quarterback yeah. of the Niners. Was. Was. And I mean, you know, TMZ, a couple of people reported it. And, I, and eventually they broke up. And I, I just thought to myself, as I was looking through the internet and seeing some of her old footage. And I went, his teammates had to be breaking his balls. Like, like they had, like, nigga, your teammates, and, and these are jocks, so we know how these niggas are, pulling up shots and just breaking your balls about the fact that eight niggas nuts is on your girl's eyelids. Like, I, it just, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, you gotta be a strong motherfucker to handle that. Yeah, fuck a porn star, but don't wife one. Well, you don't wife a porn star, yo. I mean, uh, 
you forgot Gronk was was full was fucking a, a porn star. Yeah, they're very fuckable. But you know, like you said though, I, I do think it's probably if you're if you're in the industry, you're more comfortable in that <laughs> right. in the in those waters. Right. So it wouldn't be a big deal because that sex all of a sudden now becomes a business. Yeah. And so it's not the same. You you're with that person because you love the person. Their job is their job. Yeah, but that job is... That's a mental step that you would have to be able to get through. Yeah, I can't get through that because I'm going, yeah, you say it's your job, but you can't tell me you're not having fun at work. Well, you're, sp- you're supposed to be able to go to work and have a good time. Yeah, but when you're having a good time fucking a nigga named uh, Cockzilla, you know, you're supposed to be my woman and you're enjoying that? And I'm not as big as Cockzilla. You have to be very secure with yourself then. Who yeah, you are. ain't that much security in the world, nigga. You my woman and word. Just because she, your girl isn't a porn star doesn't mean she ain't fucking Coxzilla on the side. That could be true. At least this if is- she's that type of dirty bitch. All right. But if, if you don't, what you don't know, don't hurt. Yep. And it ain't fucking, you can't pull it up but on the, the internet. That's true too. But at least, you know, I can understand from the aspect that that's honest. This is what I do. This is what I go do. I'm here with you. I, I'm not saying I could, I could do that. Right. I don't have that. I don't have that kind of. I. I. I don't have armor against Coxilla Cock. I don't have that ability to <laughs> right. let that go. That wouldn't. Right, right. That would be weighing on my mind every right. time we went to have sex. Right. But I, if you're in those weighing on your mind, yeah, there's <laughs> <laughs> some weight too. So, I, but you know, for someone who's in that industry, if they can pull that off, good for them. Because I. I mean, yeah, I don't have anything to say about it. Yeah, I, you know. Yeah, that nigga took Cherokee from me. Uh, Darren Williams, bad motherfuckers. Yo, what up, ANA? Your boy Darren in Cleveland again. Yes, Power Strip, Power Strip Club is better than Christie's, dude. It's like ten gemmas in there doing a thing. Acid titties everywhere. Also, hurry up and watch Snowfall. The shit is crazy. Ask Andy about the Tiger episode. It's crazy. When you get a chance, watch a show called High Town. It's on stars. It's about drug dealing in New England area. It has a lot of fucking and drug activity. I think you will like it. Anyway, y'all niggas be cool. Man, if there's like 10 gemmas in that thing, do you know how much they'd have to really, all the support that they have to put in for the polls and shit? (laughs) They have to anchor that shit down. (laughs) If Gemma let me fuck her and I came on her, do you know what that would be called? No, go ahead. Gamma radiation. (laughs) Dude, um, I just I can't I just can't even imagine that when they like jump you know when they jump off the pole like the record's gonna skip listen uh, <laughs> it's closed now but once upon a time ago uh, near Yonkers I don't know is it near Yonkers no it's it's Mount Vernon where Denzel is from Mount Vernon's New York right yeah I Mount think so. Vernon I think so uh, I think so I'm not positive used to be a club called Sue's Rendezvous I'm sure that's what he's talking about it's like that Sue's Rendezvous had the thickest, most bodaciously placed asses of Latin women and black. It was real Latin heavy. Dominican women, Cuban women, Puerto Rican. Oh, my God. Woo! That's your favorite? Sue's Rendezvous was a beast, dude. Dude, I like the places we went when we were in Atlanta. That's been my favorite of all. Which one? We went to more than one, right? Yeah, we went to Gentlemen's Club? Yeah. What's the, what's the other one we went to? The girls are, are so... The, uh, it's just... That Atlanta stuff is different. 
Right. Well, here in Baltimore, you know, you, you don't, you don't, we part ways when the show's over. Well, I used to go I, with you, but I'm not drinking as much right now. I hear you. No, I'm Norma Jeans, though. Yeah. Baltimore. Norma Jeans on Friday and Saturday is, is ridiculous. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Oh, and uh, any comment about the uh, Tiger episode? No, you got to, you got to just, I'm going to let you watch it because I know what you want to do in your order. It was a real Tiger? Watch the episodes. All right. You're going to, you're going to enjoy it. Okay. Um, Havoc 04. Slow jams. Blah, blah. Love y'all. Blah, blah. <laughs> Kanye was dope. First two albums, but not the greatest, especially as a rapper. I think the best parts of Kanye's career was when he used to put people around him on. Rhyme Fest, Brand New, Twister, Common, and such. To quote a goat, Sorry I Took Forever, Eminem, another Midwest rapper, Roger B. He's obviously not a big fan of Kanye. Yeah, I, I, did we say that he was the... We, I don't think we put him in his... I, 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 I don't know that I... Well, no. I, we were talking about in terms of goats when we mentioned Jordan, Michael Jackson, oh, Muhammad okay. Ali. But yeah. you said he, in his own lane... I said he was in his own lane, but he isn't someone who made me forget about the people that came before him right. and has that influence all the way to the next level. Right. He created his own lane. And I and I give him credit for that. That's what I give him right. credit for. But as far as like goat status, there's very few people that you forget about the history and then you rem and then you look to see how they've influenced the future. Well, they said he's never had a flop album. He's had 10. It's great. So because he has that lane and those people that are in it that are supporting. He's a genius at what he does. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, again, I think you get distracted because of all the, you know, tomfoolery. But he's a genius at what he does. Um, Would you want to hang out with him? Yes and no. Yes, because anytime you get a chance to hang out with a genius, there's something that can be learned but when he starts going on his rants about bullshit, that's when I would want to check out. But um, hanging around geniuses, there's always something you could steal or learn from them. Um, so, I mean, I hang out with myself 40, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So so you're rubbing off on you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just think that he has so many doors open. He would be interesting to hang out with. Like he A little bit. You know, he, but he does. He has the, the fashion industry part, you know. I wouldn't call that fashion. It's, you know, he's, he has the door open. Did you, you can right. say what you want right. about, you know, the Star Wars. <clears throat> the Jedi clothes. Yeah, yeah. but it is, it is, you know, it's still an open door. He, he's, you know, he's taking advantage of his. The Kanye collection this is. <laughs> his, his sneakers. Those, those nice shoes. Those new shoes. They're brilliant, are they? They're like exoskeletons exoskeletons but you know if, if there's people out there for whatever you're doing and he seems to be finding those people and that's <clears> uh when you pay for kanye's clothes with that look at those prices as fucking you will get <laughs> all right um joshua pillow uh cool lines from tv and movies <clears throat> excuse me question for andy Hello, Aries and Andy. In the last episode, Aries talked about dialogue and its importance in just about everything. I consider myself a nerd slash geek. In fact, my gamer tags always have something to do with nerd or geek culture. But I love a good line from TV or movies, especially from a villain. Villains have the best lines. There is a line from the TV show Angel 
where the beast is talking cash shit to Faith. After a good fight scene, Faith is on the ground, crawling on the ground, trying to collect herself. The beast says, this is all you are. I had heard the slayer possess great strength. There's no real power here. My master's powers is beyond all limits, beyond your pretty imagining. You are weak. You are nothing. You could not even defeat me. Another good line is from Breaking Bad. And I love this one. All that shit you just told me about Beast. I don't even know what the fuck that is. But then he mentions Breaking Bad. When Walter is talking to his wife, who at the time just began to understand that Walter is a meth dealer, Walter says, you clearly don't know who you're talking to. So let me clue you in. I'm not danger, Skylar. I am the danger. I'm not in danger. I am. That was a great moment. That was a great moment. <clears throat> that was a dick hard moment. Uh, put your dick on the table. A guy opens his door and gets shot, and you think of and you think that of me? No, I'm the one who knocks. If you haven't done so, y'all need to watch Breaking Bad. Yeah, we did. We even discussed it on the podcast. You must have caught. You clearly haven't been listening from the beginning. Also, uh, give the spinoff Better Call Saul a try while you're at it. Now that I think about it, <clears throat> I have a question for Andy. Why don't you like good things, Andy? The pics of them fine chicks, thoroughbreds. I said Aries. And you're talking about they're too much? Andy, you must like them women with the flapjack booties. Thick thighs saves lives, Andy. They <laughs> save lives. Peace. <laughs> it was funny when he said it the first time, but, by, but because you put it on the second one, right. I got to give a lot of credit for that. That was well written. <laughs> um it's just not my style, dude. I got, I got to be able to move people around. It isn't my look, man. Hey, man, you look as you look. But I don't like that flat shit, though, either. It it happens. Mm. That's not Russian that. girls have flat booty. Between them and the Asians, very flat. That Did Anna Korvakovich, she had some body, the, the, the tennis star? The tennis, nah, she, she was, didn't. Did she, she have was, any? She I was, don't remember what she, she looked like. She was white guy hot. I saw her. I saw that they have a documentary of making her uh, like making mm. on there. So I just saw that the other day. Really? So I, was, I, I didn't watch it. I just saw they had it. So that's why I was asking. Mm. I don't remember. I don't really remember her because she was she was only there for a minute just to make tennis appealing to right. to people again. I guess uh, I don't know. Russian woman fl booty flat like Russian sense of humor. We don't laugh at the things that are laughable. We laugh at sickness. <laughs> Nikolai, Boris, Ivan, let's take a toss. What do we toss to? Rape. Yay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Shamor Emery. My Chevy Amor, pretty little girl that I adore. You're the only one my heart beats for. How I wish that you were mine. Uh, Shamor, she says, happy birthday. Hope you had an amazing day. Thanks for the continued entertainment. Hope you get back on IG soon. You can tell this is all belated. Uh, if that's your desire, it's your birthday, but I have a wish. I hope you get the recognition and success you desire and deserve. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Shamor. Happy birthday, Big Daddy. You want me to blow out them candles for you, Big Daddy? Um, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm back on Instagram. And um, my birthday was Sunday, April 3rd. Uh, so... Thank you, Shamar. I appreciate you, mama. Uh, you want me to shoot this nigga, Big Daddy? Farrah, where the fuck are you? This is not funny anymore. We want to know that that white man of yours has not buried you somewhere. 
Every time you say her name, she looks like Homer Simpson going back into the bushes. You know what I mean? Where are you, sweetie? Homer, you said you weren't going to blend into the bushes anymore. <laughs> you got to take care of Bart and Lisa. Um, yeah, Farrah, this is not a game, baby. I'm The fellow black man in me is worried about my fellow black sister. All right? We have not heard from you. And I know that sometimes you say you won't write unless you got something to say. Bitch, at least say help. She's, she's busy on her, getting her degree. That's all right, though. This one email. Either write help or I'm okay. That's one word versus two. I didn't see Portland on her schedule. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure it'll come. Or it might not this year because we were pretty much it, booked up. Yeah, we did it kind of at the towards the end of last year, though, too, didn't we? Yeah, it was still pandemic shit because there was curfews. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. We did, <clears throat> we did it in... Uh... And Portland is woodsy. So, um, sweetie, you got a white man and you live in a woodsy place. And I'm sad. If you was in the South with some woods, Rand Foots might be able to see it happening and stop it. But you up there with white folks in the militia. Come on, baby. We need to know. All right. And plus, I miss Fever, Fever. No time is a time. Oh, oh, oh. I haven't done that in a million fucking years. All right. Um, Derek Jones. Um, podcast is popping. Yo, Aries, the podcast is cool. I saw your segment with Godfrey. And as you suggested, I started at the very first show. Love it. The chemistry is cool. The topics are spirited. And I appreciate the respect you guys give each other for having a difference of opinion. Nothing feels forced, just honest and forthcoming. Uh, Aries and Steinberg is a go-to for me. Oh, and I didn't appreciate Robin Williams as an actor until I saw The Fisher King. Never got into his stand-up. Too exhausting. Great job, fellas. Carry on. Derek J. Philly. You know, that is a funny way to describe his stand-up. Now, there's no doubt Robin Williams was a genius and was brilliant and great at what the fuck he did. His improvisational skills and quickness was a beast. But I know what you mean when you say exhausting. Because it's, oh, God, oh, oh, my God, it's like cocaine. It's over here. It's over there. Where is it? You know, it's all that all over the place shit. So that's a funny way to put that. It, it, it is. It's a very, uh, it's a marathon when you watch him because right. it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't end. But I, I think it's interesting that the Fisher King is the movie that, 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 that snapped him for you because. We're going to say Goodwill Hunting. Well, there's a lot of movies. Like, I, I, honestly, I liked his first movie, The World According to Garp. Uh, for that to be his first movie, I was, I was, in, I was impressed with that movie. But uh, I think he did great as an actor, uh, considering, you know, when you see him on stage, that manic pace that he uses on stage. Oh, my God, it's wonderful. Uh, and, to, and to move and to have a mind that works that right. way. And then to take your mind. And, and place it into a character and just bring out those parts of the right. character. Because other than like Mrs. Doubtfire, the, it, there wasn't, there isn't a lot of rapid fire movies like that. There was right. some Cadillac man had some interesting parts, but he played him kind of weird. Uh, but his movies were different. I mean, I, I, I really think he was, I thought he was, I thought his foray into acting was uh, was great, and I thought he probably maybe deserved a little bit more credit actually for his acting. 
my first Robin Williams movie <clears throat> that made me fall in love with him, uh, of course, I was a kid, was Popeye. Yeah, that I, I, I was blown away by how they got his... I thought, like, how the fuck did they make his arms like that? Like, that was before I knew about prosthetics. But I was like, that... And plus, as a cartoon, as a kid growing up, especially in that era, 80s, Popeye was a, a mainstay on television. So, uh, and, and I thought this couldn't have been more perfectly cast because Shelley Duvall as olive oil was perfect. Robin Williams as, as Popeye, perfect. Even a scene at the end where he fights the octopus, the guy playing his father, Grampy, gra- Grandpappy, oh, you know your Grandpappy, Popeye. Perfect. I just, I, I love that movie. His uh, his face, the eye, the whole yeah, thing. That yeah. was him. That was him. Yeah. That was the choice he made. The director yeah. went with that choice. I... Dude, there's there's a lot of skill behind that dude. Yeah. Uh, but I understood what he said. The manic pace of watching him, it it, it would tire you out if you yeah if when you're watching. But that is an acquired. He is an acquired taste that a lot of people acquired. But because it's genius, there's still genius. Right. It's like That's what I'm said, saying. Yeah. You have to recognize it as right. as, as what it was. Uh, I enjoyed him. I really did enjoy him. I I thought the, you know. Mm, some of the reasons I don't remember a lot of things is my mind actually moves too fast and then try to go back and find those things. So basically, Robin Williams is your brain. Uh, I, I understand how he thought. Louis Anderson is my stomach and Robin Williams is your brain. I understand oh how Oh my God, moving. Andy, I have a thought. No, I didn't. Yes, you I did. did. Where'd it go? It's over here. I'm over there. Oh, it's gone. Oh my. The first, the, the first album when he, two things that I liked, I'll, I'll, I'll just say this from the first album, which wasn't as all over the place as his, uh, like he would continue to go. But when he said, uh, when everybody said, started asking for Mark, he goes, we ain't doing that tonight. I like that. He oh, just, really? he, like, he goes, yeah, he goes, yeah. He, that's not what I'm here to do. And right. I forgot the exact line, the words that he did, but he let them know that was not happening. And I love that. And then I liked that he ran off stage and ran to the back of the room and he goes, look, now those are the shitty seats. And for whatever oh. reason, I just I I connected with all that that way of thinking. So I I I feel differently about it, but I understand how you could get tired when you watch him, dude. Uh, when it was on uh, a couple of months ago, uh, Popeye was on TV in the middle of the day, and then after that came on two of the most '80s movies ever, uh, both with Michael Douglas, The Jewel of the Nile and Romancing the Stone. You know, those are. Uncredited. I mean, I never hear anybody talk about those movies. But they were pretty interesting movies, aren't they? They were fun movies. They, they, and it's so eighties. I mean, from the yeah. music to the everything, but but they were fun. They were fun movies. Could Danny DeVito have a career today if he was just launched at the age that he was in Taxi? Today, could he? Could could was is there is there space in Hollywood for Danny DeVito? Oh yeah, there's always space for creatures. Creatures, <laughs> <laughs> creatures. I thought Hollywood loves. Creatures. I, I'm just asking because he is a very unique yes, character in yes, this industry, no yes, matter what time yes, in the industry it is. Yes. And he, so someone, someone. Absolutely. Because I, 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 that is somebody when I watch him, when I watch him, I go, there's room for everybody in this. Peter industry. Dinklage. Nigga. But he's a specific. He's the head midget. Nigga. Danny DeVito doesn't have. He's not. He's not a little person. He's he's, yeah. he's a short person. Yes. Not a little person. Right. He's not a good-looking guy. Right. He's not scary, though. Like, he has all of his teeth. Right. and he's, yes, he's, yes, he's, yes. But he's just a very interesting guy. Yeah. But what, and what, which one was he in? Was he in... He was in, he was in both. He was in both of those. He was two, in yeah. both. Yeah, that's, he's in the 80s. And, and, and listen, man, um, back then, 
Kathleen Turner was hot, nigga. That raspiness was, she was sexy. Did you see Body Heat with William Hurt and her? No. You never seen Body no. Heat? No. Dude, if you, it's, it's a weird, it's a fucking weird, it's, it's a movie that I think, first time I saw it, I thought it was just long. Hmm. And it's a very, it's, it's a story, it's a, it's, it's, it's a story. Really? But she's, yeah, you need to, if you think she's hot in those movies, watch Body Heat. And she was hot in War of the Roses, which is one of the best comedies ever. And, and, and that, that marked the third movie she did with Mike Douglas, though they had chemistry. Check out Body Heat All right. with William Hurt. Body Heat. Okay. Who, who recently passed, too, William Hurt. Really? Yeah. All right. Uh, last one. All these motherfuckers leaving, man. There's a, there's a show now called The Upper Room. Oh, no. On ESPN, they were using the term Upper Room uh-huh. for being good at something. And I was like, I kind of, it made me go, you know, I'm, I'm, when I think of The Upper Room, I think about Upper Room. Yeah. When you... The upper room, nigga. I'm a bust up in the motherfucker. Um, all right, let me just get this last one. Just pick one out. Um, okay. Uh, Kevin Mishu, Denzel's movie role regret. Sup, A and A movie topic. I came across an article about Denzel. Washington's one movie role, Regret. In an interview, Denzel said that he turned down the role in the movie Seven for Detective David Mills. Uh, This was Brad Pitt's role. At the time, Denzel thought it was too dark, but when the movie was was a hit, he said that that he blew that one. So, Aries, can we bring out your Morgan Freeman and Denzel and create some scenes with those two? Uh, How would Denzel say, what's in the box? Uh... 1095, don't, don't, don't come over here, nah. Don't, 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 don't come over here. David! David! Uh, oh, it's just you and I now, Detective. We've spent some time alone. All right, shut up. David! What's going on? All right, what's going on over there, huh? What's going on? I just told you, her pretty little head. What's, <laughs> this is challenging. Uh... Uh, all right, what's in the box? Huh? I said he's a liar. You lie. All right, you fucking lie. What's in the box? All right, I need to know what's in the box. <laughs> he, he, he made her a suspect, David. He made her a suspect. Oh, oh no. Oh, what's in the box? Huh? What's in the box? I need to know what's in the box. Mm-hmm. That's I can't. <laughs> do do the scene instead where they're driving out to the place and he's getting excited and then and that's the one where Brad Pitt says you're not you're you're uh, oh, oh 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 I think yeah, that yeah, one, I think yeah. that one will play yeah, better. Uh, uh. Hey, all right, sit back, sit back and shut your fucking mouth, huh? All right, you know Messiah, all right, you're not a Messiah, you're 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 a movie of the week, huh? You're a fucking t-shirt at best. <laughs> Dude, it's just, oh, listen, man, in my opinion, I'm glad Denzel passed on that because that was for Brad. Well, I can't see Denzel, and that's hard to say because Denzel is a fucking thespian. He's a beast. But but Brad so solidified that for me, it's hard to see. Mm. Okay, but let me ask you this question then. If it's, if it's Denzel who plays the Brad Pitt character, mm-hmm. do you think they have two black leads? 
So because it's Hollywood. Right, right. So then we lose Morgan Freeman. And that movie ain't that movie without Morgan Freeman. Right. And, and, and then if you go. So, who, yeah, who's Denzel's who, Morgan Freeman? Right. Because they got to find somebody who's what Morgan Freeman was in that movie. His position. An old retiring detective who'd seen too much, seen enough, had enough and wanted to get out. Um, so you need I, I, to I'd say Anthony Hopkins. I don't know. I don't know, but I don't think you get that movie because I I think Morgan Freeman is great as Brad Pitt. I think right. it was one of his better movies. Oh, the, the two of them were phenomenal. But without without Morgan Freeman, right. you don't get that movie. Right. And I and I don't know what it would be like. Morgan Freeman and uh, Denzel. I know what you say. Are you in any way playing the race card a little bit? No, I'm asking you. Do you? It's hard. I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's hard for me to imagine Denzel as the the rookie in that relationship, because Denzel's characters right. always come from a place of dominance. Yeah, you know he's the dude. Yeah, man. It's crazy because I don't want... It feels crazy to say Denzel can't or Denzel wouldn't or Denzel couldn't. He's Denzel. It would just be a different movie. Yeah. And and I'm telling you, man, that fucking... No. It's in the box. Just the way Brad... that You saw it on his face. You saw the breakdown. And Denzel is great when it comes to emotion and breaking and crying. Oh, that's tough, man. It, I can't see, and I don't want to. I don't want to use the word whiny, but I have to. I can't see Denzel being whiny. That, and that's what I mean by that right. not being in charge right. type of character. And and at the end, but here's the here's here's the big mm. twist. Here's the big twist, because Denzel comes from a place of just like in control. Right. Does he? Would he be able to? Would he shoot him at the end? Oh, you have to shoot him. Or no, then. You know, he be, he emerges not because that's how he that's how the guy. Comes. When I, no, because when I when I see that shooting scene, I see Denzel as Alonzo from Training Day. OK, that that look, that look, that that fucking look on his face of you fucking with the wrong motherfucker. And that dude needed to be shot and you needed to feel that at that moment. But when you shoot him, you're playing into what he wants and you're giving him what he wants. So the the coolest thing would be able to go would be able not to shoot him. Maybe. Because that's the thing. I don't you, know how you pull that off. I don't know either. But I mean, that's the thing. You are completing his his work by shooting him. Right. And so you Which know made this. it so dark. Like, damn, everything Kevin Spacey said about you're going to be remembered mm -hmm. after this. Yeah. He, 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 he made it all happen. So, I mean, to be the true hero. Right. That's that's what makes the movie so difficult. That's what makes the movie, even when you when you when you look at I, it. I love that very last moment in the ending where you see Brad Pitt in the back of the squad car being driven off, and he's just got that blank dead look on his face, and you hear the voiceover of Morgan Freeman go, "Ernest Hemingway once said the world is a fine place, and it's worth saving." I agree with the second part. Ooh, I like uh, that. <laughs> I like that comedian's version of that better. The now, what's the guy? Who, uh, Steve Wright, Stephen Wright. Yeah, Stephen Wright. Small world, but I wouldn't want to paint it. Mm. Was he being funny? <laughs> yeah. Mm. But you could use that in a like right, like, right. It, 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 Small world. 
but I wouldn't want to pay it. Here's my question. Could Brad Pitt pull off playing Denzel's character in Training Day? No. I don't see it at all. No, not at all. Not at all. But who could? Shit. Uh, Mel Gibson? No, I want to see I want to see Luis Guzman. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I want to see that take place. Yeah, that's... Uh, Okay, there it is. <laughs> uh, Are we done? Yeah, we're done. Oh, man. before I go, I want to give a big shout out to um, Phoenix Suns. Uh, I don't. Did the, the, the playoffs? The play didn't start. Right? No, no. There's uh, oh. Sunday t- tomorrow's. Uh, I think the last day of the, the regular season. But they're they're, they're the number one seed in the right. West. And uh, so here's here's my thing though. Uh, I don't gloat. I don't want to rub it in. Mm. But we had the conversation, the Lakers conversation. I'm not gloating. I, I hope they figure whatever the Lakers situation out. I hope uh, I don't. LeBron figures out whatever he needs to figure out. But here's here's what I want. I just hope and that whatever what happened to the Suns last year when they went to uh, the finals, that they find a little bit more. And it seems like it's there, but I don't know. Is Chris Paul okay? Yep, Chris Paul's okay right okay. now. They, they, but they need they need a little bit more dog in them. They need a little bit of, but they're going to assert their will and their mm. dominance over the other team. And they're so good and so talented. <laughs> uh, and they played, they, they, they played so well this year. Right. I just, I just hope that a little bit of that when they have somebody that, that, that raises up on them and, and comes at them hard, that they have, they have that. I'm really excited for the Suns this year. Uh, I told my son that we'll go to another game if they, if they make it back to the finals again. Uh, damn, I'm just, I'm hoping and nothing to the people on, in, in LA, nothing, not shitting on it. Uh, but I called it at the beginning. I didn't mm-hmm. think that you could take that many number ones and, and put them on one team. Mm. Okay. Speaking of basketball, uh, tomorrow or not tomorrow. I mean, yes, tomorrow, Sunday here while we're recording this, but tomorrow, Sunday, but by the time you guys hear it, it'll already be out. But it's called No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. And it's available on FOBU TV, F-O-B-U, and full episode on YouTube. Had a good time. Man, that motherfucker's crib, dude. That motherfucker's crib, dude. I, and, and again, I, I think I text you, like, when you talk about superstars, Kobe, LeBron, Jordan, he wasn't in that tier, but he, wasn't a, he was far from a scrub. He's Agent Zero, man. Yeah, Agent Zero. And uh, damn, I mean, it, it, he, when you walk in, and I said this on the on the pod, it's like you feel like you're in a museum. He got all these framed jerseys from his colleagues, all signed. Fucking Penny Hardaway, Dirk Nowitzki, Paul Pierce, uh, LeBron. <laughs> I asked him this on the podcast, man. I said, hey, man, what's better? What, what, NBA pussy or regular pussy? And he said, NBA pussy, because them bitches will do anything to get you. <laughs> God damn, boy. When I drove to his crib, like I live in a gated community, and his community's gated. But this on this some whole other shit. Like the the houses in this. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Woo. Money. Money. Did you, money, did you invite money. him on our podcast? Yeah, I said I had to. I want to tell him I want him to come do it. I wish you would. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I got to put the word out again to Mark Marin because somebody on Instagram told me that Mark Marin mentioned me on his podcast. So, you know, who knows, man? That'd be good to get some more white ears 
I feel like demographically, we heavy with the brothers. Uh, and we got some whites, but we heavy with the brothers. <laughs> just the way you said white ears, just I don't know why that cracked me up. But just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Oh, music ads. Fuck, I'm about to wild out. Um, it's Clip Smoke. Uh, the song is called Face Fucked. Um, excuse me. That's it. Uh, Instagram at C-L-I-P-S-M-O-K-3. Ooh, Louie is talking to me. Uh, song is called Face Fucked. Wow. Yeah, put your white ears on this. Yeah, put your white ears on this. <laughs> Nigga about to fuck your face. Hi, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Why the shit the fuck up? Yeah. yeah. She said, What's going on? I said, You're about to get Facebook. No worries. This is the only way that we can transmit our herpes. I put the kids, I lock them in the basement. You heard me. You heard me. And you were about to get Facebook. Why the shit the fuck up? Yeah. yeah. She said, What's going on? I said, You're about to get Facebook. Thanks for listening to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. If you'd like to know who's responsible for this shit, well, it was hosted by Aries Spears and Andy Steinberg, produced by Steve Merrick and Anthony Holmes, executive producer, Big Papa, Robert Kelly, and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcast. For more information on where to find us on the internet, visit www.spearsbergpod.com. The test course you said with conviction, it don't mean shit to me! Don't you think you're being kind of hard on the guy? You go fuck yourself, convict!